soul seekers. So today's podcast is about the shadow and the gold that resides in our shadow. Now, many of us hear about shadow and we really believe that shadow is a kind of funky, as in kind of horrible space and place within us where our kind of evilness maybe resides in our darkness. And I'm here to tell you that that is absolutely not the case. Now, uh, you know, everyone has light and dark, but when I use um, reference to the shadow, what I'm actually talking about is the place where you have stored personalities and parts of yourself away. These parts of the self are usually natural attributes that we have as children. And, you know, as children, we are who we are and our parents then kind of guide us on who we are supposed to be. And I've used this example many times before, but I'll reiterate it again. So, for example, you might be really boisterous and kind of bossy child, perhaps. And instead of kind of your parents seeing your leadership skills, they perhaps see you as too noisy. And they're always trying you, uh, to get you to be quiet, I should say. And so you spend a lot of time being told to kind of numb yourself down a little bit, to pull that too muchness down a little bit to fit in with your parents and their paradigm which is that children you know should be a lot less boisterous than you and maybe they should be you know quiet and sitting in the corner reading a book rather than playing on some uh, pots and pans and drumming and so because of this eventually over time you learn that that part of you is unlovable now it's not really unlovable it's just that your parents don't agree with it but as a child, because we are constantly looking to our caregivers as, um, you know, a place that we can see who we are because we don't really know who we are yet. So we're defining ourselves based on who we're told we are. Then we end up shoving these parts of ourselves away. And as a child, you know, we kind of lose connection to very vital, amazing gold, amazing talents and gifts that we have. You know, for example, as a natural leader and not being trained to be a leader because your parents maybe don't know that that's what you truly are, then you would probably be walking through a lot of your life believing that you're too much and trying to squash yourself and perhaps never tapping into your leadership skills. You might even become quite the opposite because you haven't learned and been shown how to navigate that way of being it's always been you know drummed into you that this is not a good way to be other things can happen as well like natural affinities to subjects for example um you know i i knew somebody who was very very good at building things on computers and he also was really sporty and his dad just really didn't understand that that was who he was. He couldn't understand why he wasn't like his brother. His brother was very academic and he actually went on to uh, Cambridge University over in England. And so, you know, he was always being kind of pipped against the brother to say, why are you not more like this? Why are you not more like me? We don't understand you. And so he felt kind of alienated from his family in a sense, especially on an emotional level, because no one was connecting to him in understanding. You know, this is why we need tribe as, uh, as much as we maybe like to be introverted. Sometimes I know a lot of introverts who come and do work with me. 
Um, we still need tribe. We need people around us who really get us. Everybody has a desire to be seen and witnessed for who we truly are. So this led to a lot of rebellion against the father. And um, part of, you know, the manifestation of his shadow was that he ended up becoming a liar. He told a lot of lies and it became normal. It was normalized for him to do this because it was the only way that he could fit in with the family. It was the only way that he could appease this father who wanted him to be like his brother. And so this is how these things manifest as just another example. So what we want to do with shadow is we want to see it firstly as not the scary thing. It is just the place where we've stored things like ladies with their handbags. Ladies, you absolutely know what I mean. You know that in the bottom of your handbag is that thing you placed there a long time ago and you've probably forgotten about it. Okay, so shadow works in basically the same way. It's something that we carry about with us, but that we've placed essential tools inside of it that we no longer remember even in there. Now, what hides the face of shadow is the fact that we are wearing a mask a lot of the time. We've learned to adapt, as I said before. We've learned to create a personality. And this personality, a lot of the time, we believe to be us. We believe whatever we show up as is us. And we also believe whatever thoughts we are having is us. And in this week's newsletter that I sent out, I have written a blog on this exact thing. Because many times, in fact, all of the time, as far as, far as I'm concerned, your ego is layering up protection. It, it kind of manifests itself as a protective layer. It's trying to protect the inner child, but it's also becoming your jailer at the same time. So if you want to read more about that, you can go to my um, my blog on Blogger. So if you look for Your Soul Revealed, you will find it. And shadow also will reflect your dreams. So many, many times your dreams will be placed away in shadow because they may be seen unattainable. For example, you may have wanted to be a dancer and at some point someone told you that you didn't dance very well. You weren't really very good at it. And instead of really following your soul's calling, maybe as a young child or a teenager, you listen to that person because these appear to be an authority and they appear to know what they're talking about. And so you don't follow through on it. You don't find anywhere to learn how to dance better. You don't get any tuition and training. You literally just stop and you give it up. Now, those parts of the self, that inner child is always with you. She's always there. She's always longing for you to reconnect. Now, you never, oh, sorry, you might not become like this famous ballerina, for example, but you might very well just enjoy the feeling of dance and the freedom that it gives you. And your inner child will really respond to you by making you feel way more connected when you step back into that space. And I talk somewhat about myself because I actually started out as really wanted to be a dancer when I was young and it manifested itself into um, another channel where I became a singer and singing for me was an absolute connection to a lot of emotions that I had stored away in my shadow, emotions that I wasn't able to process and didn't really know how to communicate about. I'm telling you this really so that you can understand that there are actually hidden gifts, you know, talents that are hidden away in your shadow from your childhood.
but there's also other aspects to shadow. There are things in our shadow that we can't possibly know are gifts that are sort of waiting to bloom. You know, there are seeds that are there that are waiting to be activated and bloom so that we can actually step into our future purpose. Again, I'll talk a bit about myself. So I was a very sensitive child and I was always seen to be the crybaby. I was the one that was, you know, feeling things and, you know, emoting them and not really having a clue how to communicate. It was just all feeling and crying. And I even did this when I listened to a piece of music at the age of two. I remember my dad very clearly getting upset with me in a kind of angry sort of way about why I was crying because it was this piece of music on the TV and I was too young to be able to tell him what was going on. Even if I was a bit older, I don't know if I would have communicated effectively, but at two, I definitely hadn't the skills to communicate this. And so I was in the corner, you know, of the room behind the sofa, just wailing <laughs> as this music played. So obviously I had a natural affinity for music, right? But I wouldn't have known that music would have helped me to actually release my emotions later on as a kind of introverted, shy child. And also that sensitivity was seen to be a negative. So I tried to hide it and I really learned to have a face when I was feeling emotional that really didn't tell anybody that. So everything could be bubbling under the surface, but my face would always say that I was fine. You would never know that anything was wrong. And so that sensitivity, being seen as a weakness, was curbed. It was put to the side. It was, you know, I tried to hide it. And on some level, I couldn't really do that. But there were lots of ways that I managed to do that quite well. But little did I know that that sensitivity was the very thing that I need today as a coach and an intuitive and an empath, you know, as someone who can connect to your soul and help to guide you to where your soul is leading you, then, you know, if I hadn't have owned my sensitivity and owned all that goes with that, all of the feeling of emotion, I wouldn't be able to feel into any of you. I wouldn't be able to feel into any of your stuff. I wouldn't be able to channel information about, you know, perhaps your purpose or perhaps your inner child who needs healed in some level. I wouldn't be able to do any of that. And so it was only by going back and retracing my steps and learning about what an empath was and then really honing that skill and owning it, right? When I fully owned that part of me, it was no longer shadow, it was reintegrated. So now I can speak with power and I'm sure, you know, many of you have heard me speak with passion about subjects and live streams on Facebook. Um, but at the time when I was a child, because that sensitivity was seen to be weakness, I squashed it. And so, and I believed it, I guess. And so all of these skills were hidden from me for many, many, many years. I didn't really own them fully until I was 30. You know, that's a long time, even though I knew in my 20s that I was sensitive, you know, a highly sensitive person. I didn't really know that I was an empath. I didn't really know what it meant to pick up on people's stuff. I didn't really know why I was getting that information. To me, it was like not really a curse. I think for a lot of people that gift is a curse um, because they're on the wrong side of it. But it was kind of like this frustration. I didn't understand why people kept telling me their stuff. I didn't understand why strangers would be telling me their stuff on buses and trains and you know planes. I didn't understand that 
when I could sense something in a person that really it was because I had ability to help them. I didn't see any of that. And so at the moment when I really looked at it and I really started learning about this and I really reconnected with my true self and I found some people who were talking about this sensitivity as an empowering skill, which is the other thing that you must do is really like seek out people who you feel called to, to be like and really invest in them, like listen to books, listen to podcasts like this, uh, listen to books, read books, listen to podcasts like this and watch videos. You know, there's tons on YouTube of many amazing spiritual teachers. So really do that and really tap into your authenticity because when you start to believe the programming of whichever caregivers you've had or the programming of the world and and you don't really listen to your true soul voice, you know, you've maybe even lost that connection, then your ego will take over and it will tell you a lot of crap about you, which I go into again in my blog, if you go and read that this week. So I hope that explains a little bit more about the gifts and the talents that could be hiding in your shadow. And I'm absolutely 100% that there is something hiding in there that you've forgotten about, that you've left alone and that you haven't really brought back into your adult world. We all need to reconnect to our inner children. Our inner children are always waiting for us to reconnect so that we can fully integrate. This is about integration and becoming fully aligned with your soul. We can't do that if we don't connect with inner child and we don't kind of allay the ego and you know help the ego to start to trust us. We have to create an internal parental voice that is higher than any parent that we've ever had and higher than any caregiver that we've ever had. It has to be from source. And the only way to do this is really to retrace your steps and go back and reclaim these gifts and talents that are in shadow and step forward fully aligned with soul. So thank you for joining me and remember you can only shine when you align and I will see you next time.